This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. Live from the laundry room. Bogart's still on assignment. I'm still with my friend. Glenn Don't see it. From Glory Days down on Ripley Avenue, which is down the street from the Cheese Boutique, which we're going to talk about later because they're a sponsor. But we're here today. Take your questions. And we have a line. Get a pen and paper. Make sure they both work because we have a ton of information today. Stories, comments, prices, advice. At the end of the show, we're going to be smarter. But more importantly, you're going to be smarter. Glenn, what do you got there? Oh, a new lift. We've been announcing a new lift. Well, be, you know, we had an accident last week with my last list. It was in pieces. So there was no choice. We had to make a new list. Anyways, our number calling locally, and I've been told to talk slower, 416-360-0740, out of town, 1-866-740-4740. You can text if you text me and, uh, you know, enough time before the end of the show, we'll talk about your item on the show. Ideally, you send a picture too, makes it easier, but you can text me at 416-580-9256. Toronto Gold Silver is at 10,341 Young Street, Richmond Hill, and Glory Days, of course, in Swansea, Tobacco, 26 Ripley Avenue, just down from the Cheese Boutique at 45 Ripley Avenue. And we're on 740 AM, 96.7 FM, and our podcasts are on zoomerradio.ca. A list of some of the items that we're interested in, any type of sports items, they seem to be going for record prices right now. Cards, equipment, programs, photos, autographs, documents, pennants, you name it, we want it. Similar in rock. Any type of music, but particularly rock, posters, vinyl autographs, equipment. Um, like if you get a drumstick or guitar pick, or I've got a tambourine from the Who, things like that. i got lots of drumhead signs. Paul's going to talk about that. There's a real good opportunity if you want to sell us some of your rock stuff that Paul mentioned. Gold, silver, coins, paper currency, vintage toys, vintage comics. Even some of the newer comics can be uh, valuable, but of course the vintage ones, they're all pretty valuable. They're old enough and in good shape. Watches, jewelry, old clocks, vintage purses, other women's accessories, perfume bottles, vintage clothing, circus, carnival, arcade items, vintage china dishes, tea service, Royal Dalton's, other figurines, Hollywood, political, military memorabilia, old books, maps, documents, calendars, scrapbooks, postcards, stock certificates, vintage photographs, old camera equipment, Vintage beer, wine, liquor, bottles, trays, signs, ashtrays, automobile collectibles, manuals, brochures, Canadian tire stuff, oh, gas right. station items, art, print, you still wait? Art, print, any other antiquities that you have, vintage hunting and fishing items, autographs of all kinds, and Paul's favorite, the garden gnome. 
Now, I'm still talking. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't just want everything, want everything. But you can talk more. Well, we don't have any time. Sorry. Okay. Thanks for uh, checking in this week. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. It's late after. I also want to thank or uh, congratulate all our listeners in upstate New York. The Buffalo Bills had a great victory oh, yesterday. Oh, They're yeah. on to the next round of the playoffs. So, so we can't go to the game. So what's that? All the Buffalo Mafia out there were uh, wishing them congratulations. Uh, one thing we want to talk about, and it's you said we're going to provide a lot of information. It was a caller we had last week. Who gets the money found in a house? So there was a big article came out this week because, believe it or not, somebody in Alberta has found a half a million dollars in a house. And this this article actually talks about a couple of cases that have went to court. Now, they believe many times that probably the money just was taken by the new person. But when it's a larger amount of money, typically people find out about it. So they basically said that the money or other valuable items found in a house really belong to the seller because he did not agree to sell that particular item. That's if you go all the way through for a court decision. So not the, the um, demolition guy. In this case, it was a demolition company. And the purchasers who thought it was theirs end up going back to the original person. Okay. I got a couple of thoughts on this. Yep. Number one is, that if you have a good real estate agent and he was working for you, which we're going to talk with Rick today, okay. that you need, a lot of people think, oh, I only get a guy, want a guy to stick a sign in my, in my uh, front, lawn. front lawn. Now, what we say, you also, also use Rick if you're going to buy a house. A guy, I was talking to someone this week, and they said, well, we're checking real estate listings and this and this. You're not, it doesn't cost you anything to get a real estate agent working on your side. And that's part of the work. Yeah, but how's that tie into this? Hold on. Okay. If I'm a good real estate agent, when you make an offer to buy, I'm buying the house and everything in the house. Okay? Okay. And that can be written into the contract. Yes, it can. All content. And guess what happens then? There are no court cases after that. Uh, probably not if the person agrees. And so I go back to... But all the more reason why they bring you in, if they're not, if you're not buying the house, you go in and check and make sure there's nothing left there. Well, there's two sides to every story. And that's what we do. And I don't know. But you always give it back to the seller, yeah, right? No, well, when you're organizing. And if we're right. looking like, say, we go through a metal detector and we're looking for gold and silver, we take 5%. Which is very fair. But no, that's. They lose 100% otherwise. They lose 100% otherwise. But the thing is, they should employ us because we found stuff next to, in hidden compartments all right. over the place. And, but they'll get the most for it. Right. And this is why I have many demolition guys. Who come into my place? Oh, it looks selling like selling stuff. We've had them in our place. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, I guess I'm supposed to ask, but they're not stolen. And um, but they'll bring it. But they should hire us if you're going to sell the place. This is a service we give you. And well, we've had demolition companies phone us for appraisals because, of course, there's a TV show now, Salvage Kings, about yeah. demolitions and all the great things they find. Things that people leave behind. Exactly. And we all remember. You know how I talk. I said. Yeah, we all know how you talk. It was Uncle Albert. You got a picture of Uncle Albert on the wall. Write about what he did or didn't do. On and the back. So yeah, the while while, but my second part of that, and I don't mean to be denigrating here, is while you're still lucid. Because when you're 99, you might not remember. So it's Uncle too late for you, obviously. Obviously, me. I've written little signs all over the house. Yeah. Of I, what's going I can on. attest to that. So anyways, your, your feedback on this would be that Obviously, they've got to be careful who they're dealing with. But if they deal through you, yes. you'll try and find these items. But also, if somebody's buying the house, if they list all contents, 
then if they did get an incidental windfall like this, it would go to the purchaser. Go to the purchaser. Okay. But we talk- one other interesting case here. One yeah. of the one of the cases in Quebec, it was uh, a house where item money was found, but it was a Hell's Angel, and okay. the government had taken it as proceeds of crime. The house took it off the guy because okay. he was a drug dealer or whatever. They found a bunch of money in the house. It went to the government because they say they own the whole house. Somebody went in to knock it down and build something else. And the government got that money as proceeds of crime as well. You know, so in the following, different province, different laws, they found a bootlegger's money, all five, tens, and twenties, all rolled up in pipes. How long ago did they find it? Oh, that's right. Four or five years ago. This wow. Is so this goes the back to, like, way back the money? Yeah. Newfoundland money or Canadian money? No, no, Canadian okay. money. was in great condition. This is 1954. Right. It was in the 50s. And... Uh, a lot of the bills were all a little bit bent, but all right. in really nice wow. condition. Almost wrecked that kind of mark part of the market because there were so many of them. Yeah. Okay, but uh, you know something, the Newfoundland government didn't take that money because all that money ended up on the street. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. almost wrecking things. Yeah, it's, uh, well, the the one person here, that first case I talked about, the guy was a scrap dealer, so obviously he was getting cash on the side. His wife knew nothing about it. He hid all his money in an antique fire extinguisher. Okay. They picked it up. It felt so heavy. There was coins and dollars in there, but it was about almost $200,000 in that fire extinguisher. We go through a house. We yep. go through the book. We go through the bag. If you've got a box bo- to see if there's money in them or a sign. No, or a sign, but mainly see if there's money, money in which falls out all the time. Um, and many times we've been in a bag full of, bu- uh, a jar full of buttons, yep. you'll find gold coins. Wow. Um, people hide stuff and they hit a long way for a long time ago for a rainy day. Yep. Rainy day doesn't come. And they forget about it. That's true. Okay, and this happens. I don't know, one out of every three con- collections of of, of uh, costume jewelry comes into our place. You find gold in it. Yeah. Or silver. Or silver. One out of three. Wow. So I can only imagine what is donate, what people are donating to uh, these charities or, heaven forbid, they go to Valley Village, so it's not a charity. But I don't believe, I believe in donating, but it's better if you... Sell the item for what it's worth and donate the money. Well, I bought a collection uh, a few weeks ago, but I'm still going through it. And it was an NHL referee that people would know. And he had just a bunch of lapel pins. He'd go to the international world championships and get pins. And, you know, some of them were his own, like, validation pins that he was on the, the organization putting it on. And some were just souvenir pins. But I found a bunch of gold pins in there because some of the better ones are gold. And, of course, gold back then... Might only been a hundred bucks an ounce or something. How about thirty? Forty. Thirty-five and thirty-five. Yeah. I I just want to give the numbers again. Come on, the lines are open. We need some callers. Let's get some uh, action going here. Four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. Out of town one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. Okay, Rick. Rick, how you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. How are things going? Great, Rick. Well, you know, I, I overheard what you were talking about, Paul, because sometimes I do listen to what you're saying. Uh, you are listening to the show. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> best, best part of the week. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, we don't just go out there and sell uh, houses for, uh, for people, but we also help people buy houses. And because it's a free service, why wouldn't you want to use something to represent your best interest as opposed to when you walk in, that door that the seller's agent is possibly representing the seller's interest. Now, unless you're dealing with us, and then we do our best to accommodate both. But you're dealing with a professional right now, and you want to, you want to go in with somebody who's got your best interest at heart, uh, knows the market, uh, cares about 
whether you're going to overpay for the product or to make sure, make sure that uh, the contracts are drawn up properly so that things always skew in your best interest. Now, I just wanted to mention something about what you guys are talking about before, finding content in a house. Uh, from what I know, you're never under any legal obligation to return it. However, I mean, people can sue for anything. And depending, depending on the circumstances, maybe in some cases it has to be returned. But for the most part, you know, as you know, Paul, a house has to be left broom swept and all contents removed. And if they're not, well, it's a good thing yeah. for the buyer. Uh, so that's just the way it goes. Now it comes down to you and your conscience if it's something you want to return, you know, that, that's up to you. But uh, anyway, getting back to what I was saying, there was something else that I didn't want to talk about, Paul. Um, we have an exciting new listing coming up. And guess where it is? In one of the most popular places that everybody's moving to right now, and that's Nobleton. Oh, outside of town. Okay, yeah. It, yeah. It's an absolute stunning town. I mean, you're like seven minutes north of Kleinberg, which is just so expensive to move to. Nobleton makes a, a great alternative because you're just five minutes from the 400. And this is an incredible building lot with a house on it. But if you're looking for a great lot to build your dream home, this is it. So, you know, I'm calling out to all investors, all builders, all renovators, or even first-time buyers that want to live in a great place in a great neighborhood. We've got it for you. Now, we're not going to give all the details. It's got a house on it, right? It's not a house on it now, so it's up to you. You can either renovate what's there or knock it down. And maybe apply, like some builders, I know what they do. They like to apply for permits to put two properties on it. Because check this out. It has 125 feet of frontage, right? Damn it. 125 feet. So I'm in Toronto, I walk frontage. outside on any typical street. Yeah. My lot's going to be 35 feet wide. Right. So that's like four houses wide. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Just trying to put perspective here. It's a lot of money. Okay. The, it won't be a lot of money. Uh, the equivalent in Toronto would cost you a fortune. It would be almost impossible to buy. To buy the same lot five minutes down the street in Kleinberg would be almost impossible to buy. But okay. all the details will soon be revealed. Uh, but we're giving our listeners always the first heads up on things. And, you know, if they want to give me a call and I can give them more details on it, uh, they can feel free to call. Uh, my phone number, as usual, is 416 258 3972. I can be reached anytime. And again, we don't just sell houses. We buy houses as well. You know, if, if somebody's interested, we're here to help them. And not only that, Paul, but as you know, we help people that perhaps their credit is a little bruised. Maybe recently they're having some challenges. We arrange mortgages. We help people. There's a, there's a financial package for everybody out there. So nobody ever gets turned away. So if somebody wants to buy a house, we will do everything we can to help them buy that house. That's what we do. I know it's tough times when people have money, but like I said, they should, in, they should enlist your help if they're going to buy. If someone wants to buy, they can go through every real estate paper and go all the listings and all that stuff. But you get it all just handed to you. If they exactly. say, I want to buy a house in Ajax, you mm -hmm. can do it for them. Do you want to buy a house in downtown Toronto or if you want to buy a, a house in uh, Nobleton? But the yeah. idea is they need someone like you on their side. You, all the time, I never, I always tell people, do not ever sign up for an exclusive listing because you need never. two points of view. The buyer's yeah. point of view, which you might be, and the seller's. Yeah. And you're trying, the seller's trying to get as much as possible. The buyer's mm -hmm. trying to buy it as cheap as possible. Mm -hmm. You can help mm -hmm. in either case, right? In you both cases, yeah. Absolutely. 
You know, and as usual with our listings, Paul, and this is from a, 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 that we can prove if we have to, we consistently get our clients more money for their properties when we sell. And when we, when we operate on the other side, we make sure we negotiate the best possible deal for the person buying as well. Yeah, yeah. No, got it. Okay, we're going to break right now in a minute. Break, After, right? I want people to call the numbers. The numbers are 416-360-0740, out of town, 1-866-740-4740. I actually received the text already we're going to talk about. If you want to text the question, 416-580-9256. We'll go Your ahead. collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Here we are, live, back at the laundry room. Myself, Paul Kenny from Storage Wars, Glenn Pye from Glory Days. You can't get smarter guys. We could. No, not much smarter. You have to look a long ways to get smarter yeah, guys. Well, we're the smartest guys in this room. We're the smartest guys in this room, that's for sure. Now, we're both doing curbside pickup, right? Yes. We, we have, you can order off our site at glorydayscollectibles.com and uh, buy things or call the number. Same with Paul. You're, what's the best way to order curbside on Nine, somebody has? 905-737-4653. Two things here. If you want to drop off gold or bills, because a lot of people are trading in their bills right now, you can drop off the gold or you can mail it to us. So you can, come out with a mask and meet them yeah, out in the parking yeah. lot or whatever. Yeah, we do No, we have a curb. You have a curb. You don't have a parking lot? I'm kidding. No. We, it's hard to tell these days. So you can, and then with Glenn, the same thing. Glenn will have it, um, uh, he's got a website that's the best in Canada. It really is for sports stuff. We handle everything else. Now, we're also having a auction ending next Sunday, which will be curbside pickup, um, at, on high bid. We have a um, 1,000 cards, comics, coins in it. Oh, that's great. We were going Your last to... auction was great. There was some great stuff in there. Oh, yeah, no. And, but it's in this time right now, and, and we're mailing it all out. We spend all day Monday putting it together, and uh, they can save money on the shipping. And we had, we hand-delivered to Tweed yesterday. Tweed, wow. Guy had $5,000. That's so, the big marijuana place out there. Tweed? Yeah, there's a big marijuana thing. Well, legal, legal marijuana. Okay, okay. Hey, I got a text, but let's go to, we got a couple of calls here. So maybe we'll go to the uh, lines first. We've got Joan in Cambridge. Are you there, Joan? Yes, I am. How are you? Fine, thank you. That's great. What do you have that you want us to talk about? I have the um, quarters from 1925. 
or from 1867 to 1992. All the quarters across Canada done up in a plastic frame. Okay. Um, this is like the 1867, 1967 dollars. Yes. Um, the Canadian government was still doing an awful lot of rights back then. The mint is the only part of the government that makes money, figuratively and actually makes money. They did a great job marketing this stuff. People paid a lot of money. But there are more sellers of this item than there are buyers. Oh, on the other side, the good side of this, there's Frank, uh, you've got $3 worth of quarters in every set. It is still worth $3. Oh. This is not bad. We sell them in our auction. Uh, we'll get 4 or $5. A grandmother will buy it to uh, give to their kids. Because there's no precious metal on it. Oh, okay. There's no right. precious metal in it. Um, and this is the mint. Sells you there. They'll sell you a quarter ounce of silver which is worth like $6, and they're going to charge you $35 for it. And oh. people think they're buying it. They buy it on these TV shows on the, um, when people are mailing in their money, and they're getting not good deals on it. I can't oh. emphasize this. Yeah. Not only will your grandkids' grandkids' grandkids might break even to this with the non-precious metal. If you do find some quarters like 67 and prior, then yeah. we, we have some money because you have silver content. Oh. And I have the floral emblems of Canada, the whole set, set in plastic. Enjoy it and give it to your kids. It has no, uh, nothing. I'm sorry. Oh. It's, it's one of these things. That's well, like it's worth a few dollars, but that's no, it. No, no, but that's it. But it's like having the last telegram. It's a, what's happened here? And I, I know we got callers here, but yeah. I got to explain the kind of a mentality that goes on. Is that people know about 1921 half dollar being worth $200,000. So they start putting away half dollars made two days ago, and they think they're going to be worth money. And it doesn't, and it happens with coins, it happens with dolls, it happens with a lot of stuff where they, the old and rare stuff, which sells for a lot of money, right. which we're going to talk about later on the show, and they think that the new stuff is going to be 10 years from now. It took 100 years for the 1921 to get to this price. Okay. Right. So, so I'm not. But anyway, go ahead. Keep looking for some older. Thank fun. you very much. Yeah, okay. you have a great day. Take care. Thank you. All right, we'd like to go to James and Bramalee. He's got some magazines. James, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, buddy. Oh, not bad. That's what good. I've got is a um, bunch of uh, vintage popular science and popular mechanics magazines. Some stuff from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Mm-hmm. The very early ones could be worth some money, and it might relate to the content of that particular oh, no, the cover. issue. The cover. Yeah, that's what I mean. Depends on, but people will pay more for certain covers. Yeah. So um, it could vary by magazine price, but obviously the older ones are going to be worth the most. And it also it's very condition sensitive. Are they in pretty good shape? Uh, some of them, yes. Some, no. Yeah. Do they smell musty? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, you'll know if they smell musty. You'll know. But but it's still, I mean, the older ones, basically that's something you'd probably have to bring in to Paul or, yeah. and we could go through them and establish a value, but it's almost by magazine. It's like a life magazine. You know, one issue is worth $20 and the next one's 100 and then the next one's 10 It really is priced by issue based on what the cover stories are and things like that. Now, you're, they're what are called a pulp because right. of the paper they're made right, out of. Exactly. It's going to be brown and sometimes gets brittle. But the other ones, the amazing, the science fiction pulps, 
from the 1920s can be like Doc Savage, uh, um, that kind of stuff uh, can be worth a lot of money. The pulps, the popular science. Breeders Digest. Oh, no, no, no good, no good, no good. Um, even um, National Geographic after most life magazines, there's only some that are good. I mean, depends on the cover. There are lots worth five dollars, but you could have one from the forties worth five dollars. Yes, yeah. no, we sell them for five dollars. Right, I'll sell runs them. But the one with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton from Cleopatra has the cards in it. Has Mickey the cards. Mantle and Merritt. It has Madeline and Merritt in it, worth at least a hundred, hundred fifty dollars. But if you do want to bring those in, you get our numbers, the producer give them to you, and we could have a look at them. Oh, I know where Paul's shop is. Okay. Okay, come on in. <clears throat> Give me, a, but send in a list if there's. A, if you're bringing in like 16 boxes of it, call me in advance. Because right now, curbside, we're trying to be. We don't want anyone getting hurt because of us, and we don't want any of us getting hurt because of someone else. Okay. Yep. We're trying to be very safe right now. Uh, you can mail stuff to us, not these proper mechanics, so it costs more to ship them. But if you've got a gold shipment or a silver or or cost. Jewelry or yeah. bills. People. Last week, someone sent us in uh, three hundred dollars worth of bills. No, I got. They sent in. So sorry, two hundred dollars worth of bills, and we gave them two eighty. Okay. But they could have gone to the bank. They were going to get two hundred dollars. Right. And another person brought in three hundred twenty dollars in notes, and they got four forty. But they actually right. brought them in. Okay. But you can't mail them in. If it's more convenient, you can go to our office as well. Twenty six Ripley. We're in South Etobicoke. But bring them in, and we'll give you an exact price for the collection. Okay. Well, the uh, other thing I was curious about, I've got the license plate off um, Mother's car. Okay. They're Ontario plates, about 15 years old. They were stamped upside down. Oh, that's interesting. That that's makes... like a one-off. So yeah. that, that that's something where you could best thing is put it in auction, because that could go for $500, yeah. it could go for $50, but it's like an oddball thing. It's like a, you it's know, an, error. an error thing. Yeah, so... That, that could be good, but I think an auction is the best way, particularly an auction like Paul's that's well advertised, because you need to get two motivated buyers on there who are going to bid each other up because they want that particular plate. Oh, talking about auctions. Okay, thank you yeah. very much for the call. Thank you. On, we're going to talk about auctions because we have a rocket. We are. Yeah, well, we just got a text on uh, Rock. Oh, okay, here. what is so, it? So, a gentleman's got a, an old Beatles pennant. Which okay. I actually bought a, a small Beatles collection this week, and uh, he's asking about Beatles, and he didn't show, he didn't send me a picture, unfortunately. But there's several Beatles pennants. You want the ones that are from the time when the Beatles were yeah. around, to about '69, '70. The the later ones are made and they're sold at Walmart, whatever. They're not worth money, but the early ones. Some say I love the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Some have pictures of their heads. Uh, based on condition, they could go for a hundred to three hundred dollars. Some of those, but they also had. Lunch pails, cards, uh, all the clothing, like a kid's shirt from the time, if it's got the right tagging. Fan club items, they're very good. Yeah. Any fan club items, the letters. Are there rings? You oh, yeah. I, I got four of those in this collection. Now, unfortunately, two of them the back, because it was just a, a gap thing. Yeah. Two of the backs are broken, but the flicker's still in nice shape. But there was about 25 a ring, those particular ones. There's something that was in a gumball machine. In a gumball machine, that's a penny yeah. gone. That's a penny investment. Well, so does that tie in? What was the option? Okay, you're okay, about? okay. <clears throat> no, no, you bought some stuff this week, but we also want people to consign or we'll buy because you're doing an auction doing of a, a rock and roll. Now this right. is going to be rock and roll records, posters, in-store displays. We always yeah, talk great. about jump charts, autograph stuff, tickets, yeah. ticket stubs. The t-shirts. Tour shirts. 
tour shirts are very tour shirts. A, a gentleman this week got a big collection of Grateful Dead ones dating back quite a way, and they're very valuable, some of them. Really? They can be proven to date to when the tour is And if they're authentic? You have to be any knockoffs or... Well, there are knockoffs, and I'm sure some people get duped, but we do our due diligence to make sure it is a legit one. If the tags are off, it becomes very difficult. If the tags are on it, it's much easier to date it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, this is an auction. Now, we're also doing the rock. We're doing that thing with the Rolling Stones coming in November. Right. And we're going to have um, Mr. Mar- now, that's been pushed out. That Dave Marskell, who's the CEO of the museum, that got pushed out two weeks because of COVID. Hopefully, by November, we've got our act together. It remains to be seen. But that's the plan for now. So people have to keep on listening to us to know about it. Right. And the store will open earlier. In fact, okay. I think they have the store open now to sell tickets. And we're going to have some vintage memorabilia in there. But during the lockdown right now, it's made it difficult. So we can't get the items up there. But post-lockdown... We'll have some of your stuff and my stuff in the store. But before that, we're going to have the auction. We're going to have an auction. Yes. If people have this, it's in, it's in the bottom of a drawer. It's in your basement. So they won't get higher prices. Great time either to consign or sell to us because we'll pay top dollar because yeah. we're going to turn it around in no time. Right? Yes, yes. So I want to make sure on this one here. Okay. So I, also our, our main sponsor again, the Cheese Boutique. I just want to mention that. So they're right down the street from us. Here's a great idea. Actually, I, I've got a friend of mine, Joe, coming with his wife, Jan, on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm meeting him on the curbside. And his wife, Jan, goes down to Cheese Boutique and does her shopping. And it is unbelievable in there. Ag and Pristine, who's the uh, owner there and a very knowledgeable boat person about cheese and all types of condiments and different things for entertaining meats. They have everything there. Breads. And uh, my guys at the shop all go over there and get beautiful sandwiches at lunch and things like that. People are still, it's a very busy place, but they've got all the COVID protocol. They space distance people outside. They go in and the shopping there is unbelievable. I always say to give an example that they have 90 different types of mustard. So, you know, they've got a lot of different uh, variety of items. So why are they called the Mustard Boutique? Because they have more cheese than that. And they have a cheese vault. They have a vault? You have to ask for the tour and see if you can get in the vault. Some of these cheeses are unbelievably rare and valuable. So if but, I got locked in overnight, I'd be okay? Uh, well, you, you won't be hungry. Let's put it that hungry. way. You might okay. be thirsty. So anyways, just make sure you say that you heard about it on Consignment Heroes and uh, say hi to Agam when you're in there. But it's a, it's a great place and you'll love their products. Should we go to a call or what do hey, you want? Hey, man, Zagam's still going to advertise with us if we keep on mentioning his name? Not if you do, but if I do, he's okay. Okay, go to call. All right, we're going to go to Jean in Mississauga. Hello, Jean. Hello there. I've got a wooden foot from the 30s uh, that my dad used to put into his shoe, and what you do is stretch it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is, is that worth anything? They go... They're you know, decor pieces. People hang them on walls and stuff, yeah. right? It's like uh, it's, it's going the same way as a snowshoe and stuff like that. Yeah. It was very popular in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, and people were doing their cottage, doing their basements up this way, and pine furniture goes with them, the crocs. Oh, one, one question. Can you see the maker on it, or is that yeah. worn off? Usually that's no, worn off. The, I, I didn't notice anything like that. But, no, this is... Uh, I don't know whether you're. I don't know whether you've got this right or not, but it's a wooden shoe that you put into a shoe right. and yeah. you yeah. stretch it. Yeah, we know exactly those I've items. I've never seen that in the seventies or eighties. This is no, from no, the no, 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 no. They were collected then. They're from the thirties and twenties, right. 
but they, well, they were like, made in the, I remember them as a kid in the 50s and 60s, they were still making them, but basically oh. they're probably worth 15 to $20 unless yeah. it says something on there, stamped Eaton's or Canadian Tire, then you get more value because you get people that Eaton's collectors want to buy it or Canadian Tire. So check for a maker's mark, but otherwise it's just a nice conversation piece. It's not worth oh. a lot of money. Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Yeah, no, yesterday I got a, um, a freezer thermometer made by uh, James Morrison okay. in 1900. Doesn't wow. work, doesn't anything, but it's made of James Morrison Matt Brass Company is, in Toronto. Is it enamel or what? No, no, it's brass. Brass with, uh, oh yeah, there is enamel over the thing. Okay. And it doesn't work, but I expect to get 100 bucks for it. Yeah, that's a cool And I got three or four. And if that was automotive, probably double or triple that, maybe even more. Yeah, no, it's an ammonia gauge. That's what okay. it says. It's all the information. Wow. And that's why I know so much about it because everything's on the top, on the gauge. When right. It's Here's our. We manufacture these. We're happy to do it, and we actually made it in Toronto. You know, I know. I bet you there's not brass manufacturer in Toronto right now that makes stuff like that. Well, no, you wouldn't be here, I don't think. But they wouldn't make brass in Canada somewhere. Oh no! It used to be Canada Brass Works. I don't know if they're still around. We're going to go. something we want to talk about. I know you talk about it every week. I never talk about Amazon. Oh. So just on a lead into that, I know you've got something in particular you want to talk about. And we're not anti-Amazon. I mean, I do buy things on there, but not. No, we. You know, they're they're useful, but you've got to still keep in mind trying to support the local community a little more. But I was out in my driveway just chopping some of the ice, like it basically cleared. But I actually, the postman left the note. He said, "You got to chop your ice." They have this pre-made note that they put in their yeah. phone, your uh, mailbox. So, anyways, there's other, and I saw an Amazon truck come down the street. Gentleman was delivering. I saw the boxes. The truck didn't say Amazon. He stopped at every second house. This guy may as well deliver the newspaper now. I mean, he went every house, every second house was getting deliveries, and not one box, sometimes four or five boxes. So that shows how much money is going to them that's not making it in the pockets of local businessmen. Well, that's where my beef is this week. Okay, go ahead. My beef this week is that Amazon is giving a couple of billion dollars to uh, – one of their distribution centers. Oh, the, the local housing. I heard about yeah. this in the communities where their hubs are in the States, which none are in Canada. So why are we not getting a couple? There's yeah, more they, of it sold up here. They're giving $2 billion. So, so Canada should get at least $200 million, just to be fair. I mean, we buy as much Amazon here as Americans do. Probably and more. there's not a dollar pledged to Canada. Not a dollar. So, and the, so and here's a case where take, take, take. And not give, give, give. Well, back. they've given, but only to Americans. That's the problem you do with a, a U.S. company. I'm not American. I don't care. I know. We need some money here to it's to support local housing and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's important for them because they need workers for these warehouse distribution and drivers and all that. So they should be supporting housing. Housing is very expensive in Toronto. Well, right now, if they're taking away a job, you can get $30, $40 and replacing with a, what was it used to be? The McJob. You used to call them at McDonald's. Now it's an Amazon job where you're making $14. You cannot live in Toronto on $14 an hour. No. You I can't. think they pay a little more than that, but it's still tough on their wages to make a go of it. Whatever it is, check your local entrepreneur. Take that extra Most of the businesses seconds. are doing curbside right now. So you can order off other people. You just got to check your local entrepreneur. Yeah. Try and buy from your neighbor. I say this. Doug Ford agrees with me. Finally, no, he was agreeing. Or if you're a big Amazon buyer, send an email to Amazon and say, why aren't you contributing to the Canadian social programs here to help Canadians? You make a lot of money in this country. But I'd rather them buy from their neighbor because that neighbor buys from another person who buys from another person and keeps the money circulating around. 
And we all, and a lot, most of the local companies do offer delivery too. So if yeah. it's be the toast bound, they could still get it delivered. So we just, I don't want the whole two billion in Ontario or Canada. Two hundred million would be fair. We're about tenth the size of the U.S. That would be, be a fair allocation. Yeah. They're taking, 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 and not giving back. We should go to break. But yeah. I'm going to give the numbers before we do that. Locally, four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. Out of town, one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero, or text me at four one six five eight zero nine two five six. We'll be back in a minute. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. SouthworksAntiques.com. Let's make a deal. Yeah, Paul's trying to nail me here. I, I gave him some uh, uh, a tea service. It was silver plate. Yeah, wow. I know Jim. I paid thousands of dollars for that. Well, how much are you going to pay me? What am I going to get? We're talking thirty dollars. But oh, that's a small loss. Sterling's about Sterling is. We're going to get the sterling and silver gold prices out later in the show. That's when I take my nap. Yeah, no, no, but that's important because people yeah, have, I know everything you say is important. No, no, okay, wait a minute. This week, I gotta say, we sold a cup and saucer for two hundred dollars, a Paragon one. But another one. Does sold, your wife know that? Not one of ours has. Okay, all right. But one sold on eBay this week for forty six hundred dollars. That's not for a whole set of cups and saucers. Well, you that's, can't afford a whole set. You're paying that for a cup. One cup and saucer. And people have these. Now, a lot of people don't appreciate because the United States had great big tariffs on um, their China. There were more cups and saucers in Canada. Right. Uh, and a lot of the Scottish and English heritage here, too. They yeah. brought a lot of stuff over back many years ago. The place, what was it, uh, downtown? The Ashley's? Yeah. Okay. They had a place downtown. That They're bought, still around. I know, I know. They, uh, but they brought in more cups and saucers. Right. That one store... Then was sold in the entire United States in the 40s. Importing new ones. New ones. Okay. Yep. They brought in. Because the United States, they had their false scrap and their weirdo kinds. Right. And they protected they protect the local industry. They protected their local industries. And people think the fine bone China cups and saucers. Uh, we have more of them in Toronto than probably any other city in the world except for maybe London, England. Right. Okay. And we these are in people's houses. Okay. I All know. Right. So you're done with the teacups. All right. We're going to go to a caller. We've got Annie in Toronto, and she has a 45 record. I'd like to teach the world to sing Coca-Cola. Hi. How are you, Annie? Not too bad. How are you doing? Great. So you've got that 45. Do you have the pitcher sleeve that it goes in? 
I have the the sleeve. It's in, it's in. I, I'm pretty sure it's in a box. I haven't looked at it. I'm 100 percent sure. I've I've still got the sleeve, but okay. I also have um, right. this. Uh, it's um, about six by approximately seven and a half inch uh, paper that's folded up, and it actually was the insert of it. And it, on one side, it shows the pictures from right. the, the commercial. Right. And on the other side, it has, like, the music, you know, like with the chords and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that it's almost like a piece of sheet music in a sense. Yes. But um, Coca-Cola stuff is still collectible, but it has come down in recent years. There was a real hysteria around it. Like, I, I had a couple of rare Coke Neons, and I ended up selling them for a small loss. Now, I paid a, a, an inflated price at the time, obviously, when Coke was really strong. But... You're probably looking at the picture sleeves important if you have the picture sleeve. Yeah. The record's probably ten dollars. Your insert's probably twenty. If you have the picture sleeve, maybe another ten to fifteen dollars. Twenty dollars. Twenty yeah, so, dollars. But it's the sleeve and the insert is very important to have with it. So yeah. you know, it's not worth a lot of money, but certainly it's not something you just want to throw in the garbage. Well, it's a nice gift. Or, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Every time you hear that song, don't you want to smile? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to smile? Yeah. Paul, I just look at you and I want to smile. <laughs> Sorry. But this is part of it. This is something that's almost worth more. In that if somebody gives you one smile once every two weeks, I'm for that item okay. and just remembering it. Okay? okay. We'll leave the smile club over here. I okay. see these at music shows, though, and they do sell. Guys have them, $35, something yeah. like that. So it's, it's, a, it's a nice item. And if you have a Coke collector, it would be a great gift to give to them. If you get down our way to Pulse or our store, we'll buy them, but you're not going to get a lot of money for it. And yeah. It's important to find that sleeve. Well, okay. I'm not. Uh, what you're telling me is don't throw it out. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Never throw anything out to you call us, unless it's just general, like, kitchen scraps or something. You can throw those out. Everything else, call us. We buy anything vintage and used except for toilet paper, okay? <laughs> oh, boy. Too much information. Thanks for the call, Annie. By the way, by the way, yeah. I still have. My mother used to, like always put away stuff like, you know, oh, one day where there's not going to be this, not going to be that. I actually have uh, um, a package of toilet paper, like, from the 70s. <laughs> is there writing on it? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's in its package, and, and it's got, like, because in those days, they, they printed really pretty things, you know, with okay. flowers and everything. Right. So I've still got that. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's something you've got me stumped. I don't know, but it's still packaging. We yeah. sell it as props, and people use it. Old store, but not 70s, 40s. Generally 30s. earlier. Stuff is but again, don't throw it out. It's a great conversation piece, especially right now in COVID when there's been these shortages. It's kind of a funny thing to bring out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the okay, call. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care. We got another caller here. A gentleman that wants to talk to us about some, I believe it's a gentleman, about some coins. Are you there? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thank you very much for uh, taking my call. I'm just anxious to give you some information. Uh, it's uh, 1821-1945, 50PESOS, 37.5GR, O-R-O-P-U-R-O, Independencia Libertad. What, con- oh, what country is that from? Oh, I'd have to see it. I gotta see it because what? What is it made out of? Gold or silver? Do you know? Yeah, it's no, it's a it's a gold, and it's a, a three point uh, three and a half centimeters in the di- diameter. 
it would be a pretty valuable item. No, 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 no. No, because yeah. the Mexicans, I believe this will be um, um, restruck a couple of times. I have to see it. But rather than the size, when we come to gold, it comes down to weight. So we want to weigh it. Okay? Uh-huh. And uh, what is, uh, excuse me, interrupt. what is the O-R-O-P-U-R-O? O-R-O means gold. Yeah, like uh, gold. Yeah, yeah, gold, yeah. Yeah. 37.5 grams. How many grams? 30, they said it is a stamps, 37.5. Well, that's okay. Yeah, okay. So this is, uh, that should be 1.25 ounces. On, um, that'll be worth the gold value or a little bit more on collectible. But what's happened is gold has gone up. So where well, you might have had a coin that was worth $1,000 when gold was worth 500 And now, but as gold goes up, the premiums actually come down a bit as well. So sometimes the gold values usurp the collectability value. And this happens a lot. But do you have ability to send us a photo of the item? Well, uh, I, I'm too old for that. I have no electronics. I'm engineer. And well, then, uh, I just call I, it I because I heard your Toronto, uh, excellent educational, uh, would you say, program. So that's I called you. Right. Once COVID's over, I mean, I have a location in Toronto. We could either yeah. come and see you or you could come down to our shop. So it's something that probably we need to do to get you a specific value. If it's gold weight, it's gold weight. Paul can tell you what it's worth once About he knows 3, what there is. About 3000 But it could be worth more. It might have a collector's value, but we need to see some pictures and see what fine condition it's in. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an excellent condition. Uh, okay. And then... So it's approximately uh, in the eye And just one more, so one more question, very quick. Yeah. Also, another coin is another coin is a, a silver R U S I A eighteen ninety nine little hook five R U B L E ruble. It's a ruble, it's Russian coin. Yeah, people are collecting the the Russian coins. They're worth more than silver. They're worth usually sell between three to five times silver. But you have to remember eighteen ninety nine. Okay, I'm going to take us all back a minute which, uh, to this time period. In this time period, the gold and silver is how c- countries traded or had to actually pay their bills. There was just no electronic trading. So if Russia owed uh, uh, Great Britain money, they would have to send these coins over. Or they used uh, gold sovereigns. They made millions. Like 30 million sovereigns. No, no, this is Russian because this is it's before the revolution. Some of that stuff was used to pay bills. And Russia was a big, proud country back then, and they made a lot of coins. It comes down to supply and demand, and sometimes the supply and is condition. a lot. And, and condition. condition. But mainly supply and demand. Okay? So, again, I guess the same answer there. If you could get us a picture or come and see us even better yeah. post-COVID, We'll uh, have a look and give you an exact price, and we'd be happy to buy them if you want to sell them. Okay. Well, I'm potentially interested. What is the location in Toronto? 10,000. No, in okay. Toronto. Forget okay. Richmond Hill. In Toronto, we're at 26 Ripley, R-I-P-L-E-Y, like Ripley's, believe it or not, Ripley Avenue. Okay. And, uh, Thank you. We're in South Etobicoke, right by the Gardner Expressway. It's very easy to get to either in transit or if you're driving we can have parking there for you. You'd be better to call us first if someone's going to come before the COVID's over because yeah. we've got to meet you outside. But post-COVID, you're welcome to come to the shop anytime and show us the coins. And if I need some information from Paul, send him pictures, and we'll have an exact appraisal for you what they're worth. 
Yeah. And we're also, can I plug my store too? No. 10,341 Young Street. North of Major Mac, right on Young Street. Tons of free parking because uh, we're right next to a fitness store that's not open anymore or it's on COVID. So we have spaces for 90 cars out front. Uh, but we do curbside and we um, we can take a look as well. People are welcome to drop off their things, get paid the next day or get paid that day if it's really fast. Okay. So thank you for the call. Thank you very much. You was very, very informative. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So you want to do your gold and silver number? Yeah, yeah, I got to do that. Okay, gold and But gold, some of these coins were reprinted, but because of the size on this. Are they all going to be gold or can some be No, no, this is going to be gold. This, no, no. This, these are real. We have machines that are tested in our store. You do, I don't. Yeah, but okay, but um, and we're talking about uh, gas station gold. Don't buy that. We have testing machines for that because a lot of people, uh, that's another story for another day. Yeah. I'm going to give you the gold and silver prices right now. Gold and silver both did not have a good week. They're down. They might go down further. They might go back up. We don't know. But here's where they are today. Um, 10 karat gold. Copy this down because if you're going to one of these other stores, make sure they give you the right price. 26.39 per gram. Not per ounce, per gram for 10 karat gold. 14 karat gold is 36.95 per gram. 18 karat gold is... Forty-seven fifty-one per gram. Twenty-two karat gold is fifty-eight dollars a gram. Sterling silver, which we've been talking about today, is seventy-six cents a per gram. So if you've got a, um, a tea set that weighs two thousand grams, we're giving you a little over fifteen hundred silver dollars. And pre nineteen sixty-seven, sixty-seven and before, and silver dollars, half dollars, quarters, and dimes. Is sixteen twenty three per dollar. So if you have a hundred dollars at face, hundred silver dollars, I'm giving you sixteen hundred twenty three dollars. Okay. Now we're also we buy this stuff, but we don't keep it forever. We sell it as well. So we're selling maples right now at thirty nine dollars. I want you to compare to that to those guys on the on the internet that's selling for forty two, forty three, the same maples and thirty six twenty one for that's. We'll sell you a 100-ounce bar for $3,621, and we'll sell you kilos of gold. If you want gold maples as well, we'll sell you this stuff. Please call our store because I see people paying more. Because you pay more for gold and silver, doesn't make it worth more. Right. Okay? This is very important. And like I say, go get go get one of your little scales out of um, get to a Canadian Tire or Home Hardware. They've got the little $10 scales. You don't have to spend a lot of money on this. Okay, I know you want there, to say there, no. there's people that are. I, I I watch the business channels. I invest in the stock market. I don't do as well as I should, but whatever. I have investments. A number of people now. You see these pitch guys, and you see their paid ads where they're saying, "Forget about gold. We're going to the cryptocurrency oh. now because it's on a it's on such a, a a rise. They're getting everyone. They're trying to get the millenniums to say, "Don't worry about gold. Just buy cryptocurrency. Have everything available electronically." I don't know. Gold's been around yeah. for thousands and thousands of years. I don't think it's going anywhere. I mean, maybe some people, if they're high net worth, maybe they want to have a little bit of cryptocurrency. I haven't had any. I know it's went up a lot, but it went up a lot a year or two ago, and then went right back down right to right a quarter down. of its value. Now, we have a text here. Hey, man, one before. Okay, no, one thing. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. Don't buy paper well, gold. And yeah. if you don't buy paper gold, 
you should not be buying a crypto. Don't buy something you don't understand. That's Go ahead. Go so ahead. I have got a, a text here, Paul, if you could answer this, from uh, one of our listeners, Heike. She has a garnet, strong pearl-like necklace. Each garnet is about a carat, so they're big gems. Yeah. And uh, semi precious. There yeah. might be seventy five garnets on this necklace. It's it's older, and it's her grandmother's from Germany, so it goes back a ways. It's some, I don't have a picture, unfortunately, but something like that, like a, an antique garnet necklace. Garnet semi precious. Yes, and some people still like it because it's the deep red color. Um, Are garnets always red? Purplish red. Yeah, yeah I think okay. so. Right. I'm not. I have a gemologist who works for me. Right. And he, if he's listening right now, which he doesn't listen to our show, he'd be saying, "Paul, that's wrong." He doesn't listen to you when he's in the shop with me. I know he doesn't either. Then, but garnets, it will be worth maybe five hundred to a thousand dollars because depends how big and and how nice the workmanship's yeah. on it. And typically from Germany, you're going to get some nice workmanship. What I'd rather have is amber. Yeah, amber's that taken off period, a little bit. The right. yellow amber, uh, butterscotch amber. And uh, the yellowish and brown, and even the red amber, okay, which is okay. the same color as the garnet. Um, Heike's going to send us a, a picture, and that it'll be post-show, and then I'll text her back once I show it to you. What but you I want to talk about the amber. Amber's almost worth its weight in gold. If you've got to, and that goes sold for $10,000 recently. Well, they also look for inclusions, like if you have a, a yep. bug in it or something that's like that. That's the brown. The one that they want is the one that's egg yolk. Yellow, that yellow, pale, amber. pale, pale yellow. Yeah, with the with the brown little bit through it. They love that. It's been bought they, by the, they? bought the am, and bought in by the investors or yeah, yeah. So people aren't wearing it as much. Okay, you were in you were in um, yeah St. Petersburg. I saw the Amber Room. Yeah, which is very famous. Which is a replaced Amber Room because it all got stolen by the Germans. It's never been found. The original. We're in Prague. They've got shops that sell nothing but Amber. And huge prices compared to over here. Okay. Wow. So I'm just saying that we ought to be um, run down so, show again. So oh, wait, here's a, a picture. You can quickly look at that. So you can see the That's really thing. nice. But I'm going to have to see. I need size and weight. So Everything can win. Once size and weight, but you're probably 500 and up type of thing yeah, or something yeah. like that. Thank you for sending that, Heike. Okay. Yep. So I want people to be safe. And I want, I want to go back on this Amazon thing just for one second. Okay. 200,000, 200 million or 2 billion. Coming to Canada, they're going to donate money because they're making so much money, and they're we making should get a, a piece lot of, of money. It. We should get a piece for it. But I'd rather, much rather, you buy from your neighbor and support your local businesses. And we're otherwise, they're not going to be around because yeah. this is taking this blip. I think you better use a new word now. The blip is not uh, right. acceptable anymore. Yeah. It's been a very to... long blip, but it is putting a lot of strain on business. It, even. My other business, it's gone to zero. So essentially, I'm only doing the collectibles of memorabilia now, right? So there's a lot of businesses that have disappeared. Well, you're going to be so busy with this rock and roll auction with people okay. coming in. And I love rock stuff. And the sports stuff. I didn't get a chance to talk. I've seen the Rolling Stones live 78 times. Wow. The Who, 72. You didn't invite me once. You've been invited. You just don't come. You're working. So, or also any pop culture, the things you think are worth money, you've got a Picasso on your oh, yeah. It's worth money. Peter Max, Warhol, all that stuff. No, no, no. The other stuff I'm talking about is the pop culture. Your Beatles, your Brimstones, your Gilligan's Island, Twiggy, the model stuff, even from that. Any of this yeah. stuff. The mod, all the mod stuff from that era. What we're doing right now in the millennials are trying to recapture their childhood at vastly inflated prices. Wear a mask. Have a great week.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.